0: This is essential. Essential.
1: Essential. Essential. essential.
0: This is essential audio. Welcome to the Money Pot. I'm Rachel Morrissey, and
1: I'm here with Gina Clark, the director of the content for the upcoming Money 2020 show in the EU. So, hey, Gina, uh, talk to me about what you've been doing to prep for the show. Hey, Rachel. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's not too far away now. And so I just wanted to come and give you a bit of a taste of what we've been doing. Um, And in this episode, we've got an interview with Garrett Sinderman, who's a real expert in ESG at the Green Digital Finance Alliance. That's really interesting because I know that ESG, particularly in Europe, is a huge issue right now. So why don't you tell me a little bit what Mr. Sinderman is doing at the conference? It is one of the hottest topics and uh, you know some of the really important uh, bits that get missed we will be covering and he will be covering uh, like greenwashing and the sustainability factor in financial services so yeah not to be missed
0: okay i mean that sounds great let's go to your interview with garrett cinderman
1: i've got a great guest today garrett cinderman nice to meet you welcome
0: thanks for having me gina
1: now, you're a very special person in the whole host of this ESG world that we find ourselves in. Why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Sure. So, my name is Garrett Sinderman. I uh, used to be a banker for half of my career, switched then to fintech for the second part, so, the second half until now. And about a year ago, I moved on to the climate side of fintech and finance. So meanwhile, I'm working with an organization, a non-profit organization called the Green Digital Finance Alliance, Swiss-based. We are focusing on greening the financial sector with a focus on digital innovation.
1: I'd love to know more about what drew you to this, this particular non-profit that you're working for at the moment, especially with your background as a banker.
0: Sure. I mean, for me, growing up in a very environmentally conscious household and probably also environment, have always been following the whole climate debate, have been personally concerned, and just about probably two years ago started recognizing how also the financial industry reached this tipping point where you didn't have to have a green conscience only anymore to really get all in into the topic. And I found that now also a good point, like to leverage my experience in the finance and fintech scene and dedicate myself more to the climate agenda. And here I am.
1: It's a big space to be in as well. Lots of attention at the moment.
0: Indeed, indeed. And I think it's only growing. So at the moment, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg.
1: So Garrett, when I was looking at your background, I noticed on your LinkedIn, you have quite an amazing message. Do you want to share it with the audience?
0: About one and a half years ago, we launched a big corporate network that spans from North America to Southeast Asia. And those companies from digital finance to e-commerce have jointly pledged to empower 1 billion people for green action by leveraging their platforms uh, to provide more impact transparency and putting also the right tools into people's hands. And that's quite an exciting, impactful task. I would say the figure itself is, of course, very big, but also considering the the companies that are involved, it's that part is probably the, the realistic one. And also knowing that uh, now sustainability work becomes more and more mainstream, that people around the globe start caring more about it. I think it's more about the quality. So I think there's still a lot of work to do. There's a lot of knowledge transfer that's needed. There will be also probably tools that are advancing. Data is a big topic. And we see that at the moment, all of these uh, fall into place. And that gives me quite some optimism. So I'm not getting sleepless nights over it but at the same time i'm still excited every day
1: so now i'm going to reach down and i'm going to grab my two magic money bags i'm going to slide them across the table to you they're invisible by the way um and in the first one i want you to think about where that money's going in 12 months time you're going to hopefully get some returns but in the second one that's going to be a bit longer we're talking 10 years who's that going on and what industry or company do you think is going to come back and do something really good in 10 years time, but don't tell me just now. I'm going to leave it to the rest of the, uh, to the end of the session and then we'll get your answer and see from there. So think about it, but just don't tell me right now.
0: Great question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So in this section, I want to talk about some of those topics we touched on earlier, and I think they will be a big part of the show as well. One thing we saw in the call for submissions time and time again is this, potential greenwashing that comes up. Do you want to just explain that and what some of the hurdles might be?
0: Yeah, I mean, greenwashing is definitely all over the media these days and it probably comes from different angles. So on the one side, the level of education about what is sustainable and what is not uh, is increasing on all sides. So there's uh, an easier spotting of the uh, the companies that are just falsely claiming to be sustainable uh, on the other side, there's also much more happening in this space. So, and the the critics of sustainability work are also, of course, looking for ways how to slow it down. And so we are seeing a bit this uh, struggle between the different sides, and it comes also with uh, the risk that uh, yeah, capital is uh, allocated to the wrong topics or companies. It has even these new phenomenons that that are following from from this uh, situation that. The topic of green hushing, so that companies are not even speaking about their sustainability work anymore because they're worried of getting into the spotlight and being criticised, uh, and that is of course also creating then the big risk of losing a bit momentum in this whole uh, sustainability work, and yeah, so therefore it it has both very tangible short term effects and it may also have uh, some some longer term effects, but at the same time the regulators are catching up uh, so we see uh, big fines being uh, pronounced and uh, i think that has a has a very positive effect and i think a sense a sense of uh, yeah accountability and responsibility is uh, spreading through the industry and uh, we should also be at the same time uh, aware that this not only applies to big companies but also to small companies so yeah if you work in the field be really serious about it
1: And so this year, you'll also be moderating a panel for us on sustainability and whether some of that just comes down to it being a tick box choice for some companies. Do you want to explain a little bit more on that?
0: Sure. As many trends in financial services, also a lot of the sustainability topics are being carried into the industry through regulation. So a lot of the incumbents are picking up the topic for compliance reasons. And that's, of course, not necessarily uh, boosting creativity. So at the moment, therefore, we have, of course, quite a few products, services that are fulfilling the duty, but that are not really trying to reinvent stuff. And I think that is also the chance for for the, the young innovators, for, for startups, entrepreneurs to come up with really new uh, services. And at the same time, it's also a, a situation where due to the sheer number of uh, financial products and services out there, It's for the consumer still often difficult to find the real sustainable products. And so it's also a bit about how do you create a good balance of highlighting the new sustainable products without just ignoring the conventional needed financial products.
1: We're trying to work more with startups this year. There's a big focus. We have the startups hang out. Would you say that there's a lot more innovation coming through than you've seen recently? Do, we think, do you think there's a buzz around sustainability, climate tech, for instance, going forwards?
0: Definitely. And it's also driven by both the opportunity side, the risk side. Investors are pouring larger and larger amounts into this segment. So I think it's, it gains momentum. And uh, still, we're also uh, still in an early phase of this development, and that's uh, what makes it quite exciting.
1: And then let's just also touch briefly on the biodiversity and climate. Obviously, the two recent COPs that we've had, there's been a big push there. What's your touch point on that one?
0: You're right. So in the past, and until now almost, the whole climate debate has been largely carbon-focused. So it was also therefore very much based on the part of climate that is easier to calculate, that is already better understood. And now more and more the uh, acknowledgement of uh, the interdependencies of the climate uh, with nature is progressing. And that leads also to the need to better understand how can we actually measure biodiversity and its impacts on the climate. And I think that is also a space where we will see more and more data-focused companies, not only from software, but also from hardware coming up and collaborating. And that makes also or creates quite some complexity for the fintech sector, which traditionally has worked more uh, looking on uh, financial services and how you can reinvent them. I think now there will be more and more also the requirements to think beyond banking and very far beyond banking. And that's means also that the pie will get bigger, if you think of from an entrepreneurial opportunity perspective, but it also increases the complexity and the expertise that you need to involve.
1: Sounds like it's getting big and interesting. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Garrett. we're going to call this bit getting to know you. We're going to put some rapid questions in there. I don't want you to think too much about it. The first question, how much cash do you have on you right now?
0: I think one pound (laughs) One pound, wow, I'm amazed That was a leftover coin from one of the last visits (laughs) And I think nowadays, also in Switzerland, where I live You can get along with uh, just Apple Pay or contactless payments
1: It's all cashless these days Yes What do you prefer, the pound, a euro or a dollar?
0: Having grown up, meanwhile, with a euro, I think, I guess the euro
1: Stick with the euro Yes (laughs) (laughs) What is the worst job you've ever had?
0: Probably it was the, the first job that I had. So I started uh, with a classical bank apprenticeship because I was interested in the stock markets and uh, working in a bank branch, uh, you don't have to do much for the stock markets. I was just uh, longing for leaving.
1: <laughs> and finally, if you had to suggest someone that we should go and look up on LinkedIn right now, who would it be?
0: Probably the founder of NOAA conference. So which is a growth stage conference and he has recently started the uh, Nature Data Alliance, which I find one of the most exciting initiatives out there. And especially touching also on the topics that you mentioned earlier, measuring biodiversity and connecting it to the financial industry.
1: Brilliant. I'll have to go check that one out. Thank you. So if you had to give the audience three takeaways from what they, they're they going to come to you, they're going to see some of the sessions you've helped create, and you want them to leave with three ideas in their head, what would they be?
0: So first, look at climate, look at sustainability, not only from a risk perspective, which in the current ESG discussion is mostly happening, look at it also from an opportunity perspective, because with all the transition that needs to happen, the cost that is often like discussed the same amount is also the opportunity the revenue that is uh, out there
1: excellent and what about amsterdam itself you know you've been there many times what's the advice you would give to the audience to make the most of their time at the event
0: i even lived in amsterdam for for 2 years so for me it's it's really just each time such a pleasant experience i mean just Walking around, let yourself drift and uh, just enjoy the vibe of the city, which is buzzing on all ends. And also the city where in every street you will find a nice bar to drop in and talk to people.
1: Definitely. And my favorite is always on the second night when we kind of take over that street in Amsterdam and you really get to kind of feel like you're embedded, to use your word, from earlier inside it. Perfect. And I guess finally, with our show theme of now and next in mind, especially with your climate and uh, sustainability hat on, what would you say are the trends coming up from, from now and then maybe the slower back burner three to five years?
0: Currently, we definitely see a lot of uh, data, data analytics, innovations coming up that are looking at getting or bringing more depth into the different dimensions of ESG risks going forward uh, that will be complemented definitely also by by new dimensions, uh, whether it's uh, biodiversity, how to measure it, how to combine also financial innovations, embed them in, into new uh, industries and make this completely joined up all together. Yeah, yes.
1: Okay, so as I asked at the beginning of the show, I'm going to grab my magic money bags and, and bring them up and One of them is going to go on a return, hopefully, in 12 months time, which isn't very long. I appreciate. What would you say it would go on?
0: Currently, it will be very much in the reg tech space because with uh, regulation across all regions uh, picking up, the incumbents need uh, significant help making sense of their data, analyzing and also developing new perspectives on not only the risk side, but more and more on the impact side that they have.
1: Yeah, I could see that being a big impact, definitely. Like making more pretty graphs, yeah. <laughs> and then on the second magic money bag, but well, that's that's got a longer return. You've got ten years. What are you putting that on?
0: I think the the vision will definitely go beyond what's currently seen. So also including much more nature in the risk, but also in the opportunity side. So there will be nature markets being shaped. And all of those need also the accompanying digital innovations both to measure, to monitor, to verify the impact uh, and the risks and uh, to basically make all these new markets that are uh, being created also fundable and investable.
1: A whole new ecosystem. Excellent. Exciting. And as someone that has been to Money2020 numerous times, I'm sure there's always been a time when you've gone, oh, I just wish I could have heard that person on stage. If you could put anybody on one of our stages, who would it be the ultimate fairy tale person to hear from?
0: Maybe picking up on uh, what we previously said about the importance of understanding customers uh, when you yeah, design new products. Maybe the designer who came up with the sustainable development goals, Jakob Trollbeck. I think it would be very interesting to get his perspective and also I mean now that we have had I think seven years or so uh, with the SDGs how those can be actually transformed and becoming really like a, a core staple in any kind of you know, financial products that we uh, think of and how to make this really or how to convert products and services really into something that people care about or where the organizations that create them are able to tailor them so that uh, each customer, according to their values, can get, uh you know, customized, personalized versions. I mean, something that the financial industry has been often talking about, but on very few, I would say, financial dimensions. Or, uh, I mean, now we can combine that with the sustainability perspective.
1: That sounds like a session that I would definitely go and see. So well done. <laughs> excellent well Garrett it's been brilliant to have you as my guest today and we will hear from you shortly so thank you
0: thank you it was a pleasure speaking with you
1: thanks for listening we also want to thank Garrett Sinderman for sharing their thoughts with us we appreciate your time if you want to be part of the money pot please send us suggestions at podcast at money2020.com and don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts
0: see you again soon